welcome in to another episode of All Things NBA. I'm Chris Persianen alongside Zach Noble, as always, and we have a super special guest with us today, virtually, of course, to talk about these Phoenix Suns. So continuing our team preview series here ahead of the 2024 NBA season, we are honored to be joined by Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central over in Arizona, the Phoenix Suns, a big storyline team coming up this season. Dwayne, before we get into X's and O's, how was your offseason? How you been? How you doing? I mean, the offseason was a blur, but it's over, so I don't <laughs> need to reflect on it. But uh, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, we made a lot of moves, obviously, and with Bradley being the the the, the biggest one, but then the latest one, Aiden was pretty uh huge as well so uh, you know it's just keeping up trying to figure it out and uh now it's training camp and they're not done because they still need to get the roster down to 15 so they got 17 guys although one of them is hurt and Damian Lee so they still got to get it down to 15 so uh, they still got work to do but um but yeah it's this is a big deal I mean you got three max contract guy three all-stars one uh, superstar, top 75 player. Probably when they come out with the top 100 in that time, Booker will probably be on that team. Uh, and if Bradley can get a ring out of this uh, <laughs> or two, he might end up on it as well. So uh, a lot of talent up top, but they they filled it out with vet minimums. Um, and to be able to do that with this squad um, and get the kind of player they got in return, uh, uh, this this is a very very uh, interesting roster. Being coached by a guy that's defense or nothing, so uh, offensive <laughs> talent with a defensive minded coach. Uh, I'm curious to see this. <laughs> I'm very curious to see this. I love it, man. I no, love you love it. It's, you sound like the intrigue is out there, and uh, you're you're really. Um, in between, it sounds like. Am I am I reading that correctly? Um, not the way you would have built this team. I question everything. So <laughs> they could have built the perfect team. I'd be questioning that. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's not a matter of how I me mean, questioning. It's a matter of I'm surprised they got what they got on the vet minimums. I mean that 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 the pull that off that was impressive. So so I'm not. What I'm questioning is how it's going to work. How are you going to get guys to commit on the defensive end like Vogel wants um, when these guys are offensive players? Uh, you know, Bradley Bill's never been known as a defensive uh, guy. Booker, he'll compete on that end, but he hasn't been known as a defensive guy. Uh, Durant's good at help defense, but, you know, he, you got three dudes going to be playing major. I mean, they got to play major minutes for this team to win, which means they got to guard people. And so, you know, Bradley Bill made the point the other day. He was like, we're just wasting our time if we're not committing on the defensive end. Well, that's easy <laughs> to say, you know, training camp. You know, what's going to happen when the season starts? And, and, and their, whole, their whole MO is, you know, they, they want to get they, – they're doing everything to get ready for the playoff. They already – then basically in their mind, they're like, we're in. And then, and, you know, this regular season thing is just – let's just figure this out. Let's just get these guys ready. And then, uh, and then we'll, 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 we'll we want to be ready for the playoff. That that's really, I mean, they're talking about that, and we're not even into the season yet. 
So that's where they're at. So if, if that's the case, then, you know, you're going to see a lot of experimentation, I think. I think you're going to see, you know, different lineups. Uh, I think you'll see with that fifth guy. Uh, it looks like Okogie would be that guy if I had to, although I think uh, Keita Bay's Diop should be the fifth starter. But Josh may end up being that because he can defend better than, than most guys that got on the team. He might be the best defensive player on the team. And you need somebody out there that's going to guard somebody that you know, okay, go get him. And uh, so that may lend to him being the starter. But uh, no, I just want to see it play out. I, I don't, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning everything. So again, they could have had the, the, the redeemed team out there. And I would have <laughs> said, why he out there, you know, so don't mind me on that. Love it. Um, that is journalism. So absolutely. No, I live it. life question everything. I want to talk. Speaking of questions, I want to talk about media day. Uh, where players and coaches get asked lots of questions. <laughs> right. What right. was your read from media day? And you touched on this seemingly a little bit with the playoff expectation bit. What was your read on there? I, I hate to say vibes, but what kind of feelings did you get from media day? What kind of team do you think this team wants to be? Do they think they're going to be able to win every game? 140 to 120. Do they, you know, um, what is the mindset here within the locker room for this season? Well, I mean, the first thing is that with Trey and Aiden, uh, it's a different, it'll be a different locker room, um, uh, because Aiden was very, uh, animated. Aiden was very, uh, he just had a way about him that, that, you know, that, that it was like, uh, <laughs> you knew he was in the room. And so I think, I think you may see, and not that Aiden wasn't about business, but I think you'll see more of a business-like approach with the team. Um, I think fit, you, that was the key word the whole night, the whole day, fit, fit, fit. You know, Nurkic is a better fit. You know, Nurkic uh, passes the ball. Nurkic doesn't necessarily need the ball, uh, that kind of stuff. But as far as the team overall, I just think that, you know, they're, they're, they're talking, they're saying, they're talking about defense. Again, I, I, I need to see it, but that's what they're talking about. And they're talking about versatility and having guys that can shoot threes and, you know, and they're going to be able to, uh, it's going to be difficult to guard them because they got the three guys. And then you've got a guy that can hit threes off of those three. And how do you defend them? And Nurkic's ability to pass the ball. And so they're talking about the depth they have and, Again, when I hate to even get on it, but it's like I mean, there's probably every team is probably saying the same thing. You know, they're all they're all optimistic right now, but I mean, you, you got to see it play out. But as far as Bob, I think they're confident. I think they're not necessarily worried about what people are saying on the perimeter or on the outside. But um, that's easy to say now. Um, the expectation is to win a championship. When your team owner comes out and says that he has the best team in the league, I mean, what? Man, <laughs> pain, he's signing Written your checks. On the wall. You know what I mean? Sign, signing your checks. I mean, so what are you going to do? You going to go out there and try to live up to that because he's, he's signing your checks? Or are you going to be like, well, all right, well, we'll see what happens. No, no, there's no see what happens. This, This is... You're over the second tax apron. You're spending all this money. You're not doing that to 
come up short again. You didn't fire your coach. You didn't trade your point guard. You didn't trade your big man. You didn't trade Mikael Bridges. You didn't trade Cam Johnson. You didn't do all of that. You just said, Jay Crowder, okay, you know, you're not going to play for us. <laughs> you help us get to the finals. <laughs> Helped us have the best record in the league this year after. Yeah, you know, you're not playing. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not even going there with you. You go, Okay, we mutually agree you sit. You didn't do all of that. You didn't do none of all that stuff to not win a championship. Right. No, and so that's it. It's either win a championship or come back the next year with a year older Kevin Durant, who's 35 right now, and ask answering the same questions. They don't want to go through that again. You know, now they're like, okay, well, Durant, well, training camp, He's going to be good. Beal was healthy. Nurkic healthy. Everybody's ready to go. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we got we got the coach. We got a coach that, about defense. Playoffs last year, they couldn't guard a cup of coffee. So they're like, yo, you know, we got everything. We got a whole new staff. And the guy that we kept was the associate head coach who's going to probably be the offensive coordinator for this for this team. So, you know. You got an owner that's spending major dollars. I mean, come on, man. All this is supposed to lead to a championship. It's not supposed to lead to getting bounced in the second round again. That's, that yep. could be the worst thing that could happen. They go through all these changes, and then mid-May, it's over. That can't happen. Dwayne, I mean, it could I happen, but it. it can't happen under these conditions of what they've done. I love it as an outsider, and I imagine in your shoes, too, it's got to be a lot of fun. I mean, having that much talent and having those expectations. Um, I personally want as many teams as possible to be gunning for a title. I mean, that's that's what we want as fans. We want parity. We want challengers, and we don't want the same people over and over, and that's what makes this game fun. Uh, but just getting done with the Clippers preview before this and talking about media day there it's amazing the different mindsets and it to me it what um i'm interpreting and it's not just listening to you talk it's how i'm hearing these guys speak to in their media day it's like the clippers are coming from a place of humility and a place that <clears throat> they know they've fallen short they know it's a process and they got to just make it through the season and focus game by game but what i'm getting from the suns is like everything's given to them until it's not, you know, until they get hit a wall in the, uh, I don't know, game six in the first round. Um, and somebody, I don't know, it has to miss a game or two or just running into um, just a little uh, controversy, but a little challenge um, that they're not necessarily ready for. So what is that? I mean, breaking point for you come regular season i mean what how do you see this playing out like do you think they're ready that they got the right mindset going into this thing or do you think they're gonna go off come off to a slow start um and have to figure it out quicker in the regular season or do you think it's just gonna be easy because a lot of times i personally think teams like this the talent exceeds the fit in the regular season like i'm all on board i think Booker and Beal can handle the ball enough, and I I like the pieces they've got on the on the outside and the and the defense. I think they can 
manage if they play everybody. It's the rotation and the minutes that I'm worried about in this team fitting. So where do you think is the first railroad, I mean, the challenge into this team here? Or are they just going to breeze through the regular season and then figure it out come playoff time and be an unfinished product and have to grow in the playoffs? Because that happens. I mean, they're 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 no they're going to do the regular season just to figure out what they got to do for the playoffs. This is all, you know, auditioning. I mean, it's all, I mean, really, they they just they just going to just they don't have to win sixty games. They don't have to be the top seed. They don't have to do that. They just they they just going to just try to look. Okay, how how does how can we get Bradley Beal involved? How can we with Kevin Durant and Devin Book? You know, all of them are talking about hey, look, you know, they got to be aggressive, but then it's almost like. You all can't be aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, like, like somebody's gonna have to not. It's gonna have to. Okay, let's let me read it better. Like, who reads who? Is this gonna be an offense of, you know, reads or plays? For me, it should be. You know, if because all of them preach intelligence. Like, okay, we're all, you know, basketball heads. You know, we Durant. He, he knows the game. You know, he's a the plug and play guy. He can play any system any style you know booker same way bill you know so it's like you're supposed to be guys that are basketball minds because they pride themselves on that. okay well how does that play in games okay we're going to see a lot of reading the defense okay i'm reading the same thing you're reading i'll make a cut i'm open you know is it going to be that or are they going to be actually running plays you know or is it going to be iso is it going to be kevin durant standing in the corner you know or bill standing in the corner like what who you know, because basketball, I mean, it's become pick and roll. All right, swing it, swing it, you know, on the perimeter. You know, that's why they got in trouble in the playoffs last year. Josh Kogi sitting in the corner, missing threes. Damian Lee sitting in the corner, missing threes. So it's like, how do they make this work? What happens when all three of them are not playing? You know, when, when all three of them are watching? Or are they going to have situations where at least one of them is going to be out there? You know, is Bogle going to go, hey, look, maybe the first quarter, let's just say, for example, first quarter, Booker and Bill play the whole first quarter and Kevin comes out with like four minutes left. Okay, Durant starts, this is hypothetical. Durant starts the second quarter, Booker and Bill are on the bench. All right, Durant maybe comes out mid-second when Booker and Bill come in. And then Durant finishes the last five minutes with those three out there like how does what's the rotation with those three because that's going to determine what the rotation is for the rest of them you know because then you got to figure out who plays well with who does does Keita play better with Beal you know does 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 Eubanks is he a better backup playing with Booker or is it someone else like they, they got to figure all this out they brought in all these guys and it's so funny, like they bring in the rush. And I'm like, you know, and like only 10 guys are probably going to play. Some of these guys going to just be watching, you know, the who, who's going to be watching? The who, who are those? When are we going to find out after about a month? And you're like, you know what? He's only played like three games. He's only played five games. Uh-huh. Don't know if he's going to ever be in the rotation, you know, unless somebody gets hurt. And the other part of that is the four guys. This is counting Nurkic because Nurkic replaced Aiden. So I'm saying he's the fourth guy. They've been injury prone. You know what I mean? So a lot of guys have been hurt. You know? So 
All besides Booker, absolutely. Oh, wait a minute. Don't wait a minute now. Booker's hamstring heaven now. He he pulls it every oh, year. Hamstring like, heaven, know, oh man. It's hamstring heaven now. I mean, I, I mean he, he's had a hamstring issue for both for the last bit of these recent years of his career. It's been a hamstring problem. So, you know, it, it can the guy stay healthy? You know, is this Vogel's job to make sure that he's not taxing these guys and Booker this year. Now you ask him to be quote point guard. I mean, I just find it so interesting when I look at the Rock. I'm like they added these great players and Booker still doing more and more. Like, like now you now you ask him to create. Okay, get him involved. Get him involved. What? Like, like, like but that's where we. That's where they are. That's where they are. You know, you don't want Durant having to do it all. Do that. For a whole season, you don't want you you want you know the funny thing about basketball, and with Chris Paul last year, it was a perfect example. Chris, you know, he's like, man, I I, I could play forty minutes. Okay, we know that, Chris, but do we do you need to play forty minutes every game? No, you know, you know, if, if you have to play forty minutes, there's it's a problem here. So when you're looking at this team, is it like do all those guys gotta play? high 30 minutes or are they going to be confident in this bench to, to, to get them to, to the playoffs with fresh Kevin, fresh Devin, fresh Bradley. Now, if they come in the playoffs fresh and, 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 and do it. And cause, cause we all want to see these heroic Devin Booker going for 40. Oh, it looks great. He's going for 40. Then game six against the Nuggets. He's like, man, <laughs> he's like, yo, the team's been on my back. Now I got to go get this one to force a game seven? I mean, you you want to be able to have these bench guys help you get to that point where come playoff time, you know, they the, 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 your guys can be fresh and, and, and you still need those bench guys. So I'm, they're just basically going to play this out to get to the playoffs, hoping that they figured out the roster, hoping they figure out who's going to play, hoping they figure out who plays well with who, and then, uh, you know, make a run at it. And we know it's waiting. Denver's waiting. Golden State's waiting. Lakers are waiting. And uh, you just talked about the Clippers. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I saw game one here. Kawhi was the best player on the floor, hands down. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. He went out there and he just, I mean, it was like, wow. If he's healthy and Paul George is healthy and with Russ, <laughs> I, would not, I would not be counting them out. The only reason people are is because of the health issue. Yep. But if they're full tilt healthy with arguably the best coach in the league, yeah. I love it, and I thought about them when you were talking about the Suns as a team that made all these moves to win, that has paid all this money to win. Coaching changes. It reminded me of the Clippers. Balmer coming in, new owner, juicing sure. up the roster, juicing right. up the coaching staff, juicing up the fans, and 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 I Trading think away draft picks like it's going out of style, right? Uh huh. Yep. So. For me, I, I thought about the Clippers, you know, Zach said he did too, but I thought about the Clippers as well, just because of the similarities with the owner situation. Yeah. So for me, yeah. I, I really thought about that. 
Um, yeah. I, I want to ask you about Yusuf and, and, you know, you just wrote an article for AZ central about him, you know, loving playing yeah, he's in dreamland right now and his quote, God damn. Right. That yeah, was really good. So how do you project his offensive role to be this season? You know, they talk about the passing a lot with this trade. Is that you think just out of the short role? You think he'll be playmaking out of the post for these other guys? Because I can't see that. I see the three having the ball in their hands. So what does Yusuf Nurkic's season look like this year if things go well for him? Well, I mean, it's like. It's not necessarily him initiating offense. It's more of. When he has it. I mean, he should be one-on-one, you know what I mean? He should be one-on-one and be able just to go at somebody. And so, because uh, there shouldn't be nobody in the paint. Like, there shouldn't be no doubles coming down or anything like that. So, you got to be able to, you know, you hoping he don't do one dribble, two dribble, three dribble, four. You know, I hope he's not right. doing that. You know, open something quicker to get to make a move. But it's like, you know, guys cutting, you know, can he find those guys? You know, that's why the offense is key. Like, they're talking about drags and pin downs. All right, well. You know, it, it it can't be all just screen and roll. You know what I mean? It's got to be him. You know, in the in the box a little bit. And so, you know, how does he find? Can he find God? Can he be here and somebody over there and he be able to see it and get him the ball? You know, is is that one of those like like when the defense is shifting because Durant and Booker's on the same side? Okay, can he find the open guy in that situation? Like like. Or is it going to be just, you know, dump it back out? Like, can, can, he, can he be a playmaker? I mean, part of the reason I keep hearing, you know, the pass. Okay, he passed, he passed, he passed, he passed. Okay, well, you're probably going to see some teams go, okay, show me. Show me. They're be going to double to get the ball out of your hand, out of, his, out of Durant's hand to force it in the, yoke, in, the, in the Nurkic. Okay, show me. Show me. Show me you can beat us with, with, with that, with playmaking. Um, you know, and, and the the one thing about this team, and 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 I think Nurkic, um, he's got a chance to really uh, have a big big role with the team. But I think the backups, um, the because Nurkic can get in foul trouble, like who 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 are those guys that yep. are you gonna play? You know, so uh, you were talking about guys that I not see action. I think of someone who's pretty tall who. Some Suns fans might want to to oh, see. Oh, Bobo, they, they want to see him play so bad. It's ridiculous. Uh, you got me right away, man. <laughs> so I'm a fan of Bull. Um, I love his style. Uh, I, I mm -hmm. think that I've also heard as much about work ethic concerns as I have all the upside. And so for me, I think this is a cool environment for him to go to and play right. with some of the best. And, you, you know, it's a human thing, right? Like, as I'm a student, I'm a college student. When I go to the library and I'm sitting in there and everybody is in there going, right. I think to myself, okay, I got to get doing that. Humans, we mirror each other, right? Naturally. Right, so right, I think right, it's, right, I think right, it's right. big for Bull to get around some of these guys with these elite work ethics that have been able to get themselves to the top. Jalen Suggs talked to media, to media about how he was getting up four to 600 shots a day. Gil Arenas used to make a thousand a day you know like right. there's different levels right. to this stuff and i think that it's right. great right. to see bowl with these guys but i want to point you towards the depth in general because we talked a little bit earlier about what they were able to pull off with these veteran minimums talk a little bit about kbd or uh even eubanks who i really like um i'm a big josh akogi is josh hart right. with a different last name agenda guy i love akogi 
Um, talk about some of these depth pieces for them. Who do you see playing a big role? Who can you see come playoff time closing a game? You know, could you see Eubanks closing a game? Is that, uh, Hell is no. that are, are we in crazy land? Because no, I, I don't see that. I think we might not be in crazy land. If I mean, you must really love Eubanks if you're saying he's going to close yeah. games. Um, that sure must be your homie or something. Not but, games, uh, plural. Situationally, yeah, right. maybe okay. a okay. okay, maybe in there into the last four minutes, and Nurkic comes in, something like that. Listen, Robinson was spectacular for the Knicks this season. There were matchups where Hartenstein was the better play, and so that to me, Hartenstein is better than Eubanks, in my opinion. He is much better than Eubanks. That <laughs> there is you go. Not my oh, point. That's why. That's why he's your boy for real. But, but that's why he's your boy. He's definitely your boy because you just brought up a guy who's better who's better than him. So yeah, yeah, Eubanks is your boy. No, I, I like Eubanks. He's athletic. Uh, he's active. So I think I think he will be the backup at that at, at that spot. Well, I, what's interesting? Name we haven't said yet is Eric Gordon. And probably the biggest Eric Gordon. And for me, he's the guy that could close games with the other four. Because he can flat out shoot it. And he's been used to shooting it in clutch situations, playing with high end players, i.e., Chris Paul and James Harden, Houston. Uh, Clippers, he played obviously with Paul George uh, and Russ. So he's used to the ball coming to him, four on the shot clock, six on the shot clock, got to hoist it up. Um, deep range. So he's someone that I could see finishing some games um, off the bench and against particular teams Um, because teams go small. You know, they go small. They want want perimeter. They want guys that will be able to shoot, guys that will be able to get to the line. They want guys that can do things off the bounce late in games. But I could see Eric Gordon being that guy to close games. Um, It it just – but – the Bobo situation is this the, to me. This is a huge year for Bobo because if he doesn't show up and make a dent with this team, he's going to be on his fourth team in like Both six years. Yeah, yeah. Then it, then it's going to become you know because he was he was sort of a novelty with the Nuggets. Then he kind of established okay, he can play in Orlando. You know, he's, he's solid. You know, I mean, he, he killed the Suns one time. The Suns went to Orlando and Bobo was double double. Three. I mean, it was like he has some wow, games well, for Orlando. Well, okay, like okay, he's pretty good, you know. Which, which you knew he was. His talent is not his problem. Um, and if work ethic is, then he's he's going he's going to find himself um, quickly out of sorts with Phoenix because you have Durant and, and Booker and Bill who are, who are high end on the work ethic. So that's the, the examples that you're talking about. Seeing it, seeing it, seeing it. Okay, yeah, I got to mirror that. So, uh, but Gordon. Uh, Eubanks, I'm interested to see Yuta. Um, he played with Kevin. So how does that work? Does that give him a leg in because you play with one of the guys? Uh, Makogi, um My I boy Yudoka. I hope he's been working on that three ball. I mean, like, look, he can do all kinds of stuff for your team. Freak athletically, but, man. Got to be able to hit shots, man. And teams were just basically daring him to shoot it, and he wasn't hitting them. So I was feeling – I'm watching. I'm like, mm, dude, um, you're not going to be a factor in this series. You know? And so it was tough for him. 
I'm hoping he's been working on his three ball. So um, the key is finding the balance. Okay, Vogel, I would think I would go into this be thinking would be thinking, who can I find that shoots it well enough from three, but guards well enough that he's not a liability? Who are those other guys that he can find that can do that? And whoever those guys are will probably play. So they got like 10 guys who hit like 35% or more from three last year. Uh, that's impressive. Out of that number, who can defend? Who? Whoever they are, they want to play. So who, who do you think who do you think can defend? Because for me, the guys that are going down this that I can actually see getting playing time and defend on a decent level. Uh, because at the end of the day, these guys could be the number one offense pretty easily if they wanted to. Uh, right. But defensively, you don't need to be a top five offense anymore, a defense anymore to win a championship. You right, right. Bar- you barely need to even be top 10, but you need to be a top 10 come playoff time. You can be a top 15 in the regular season and be top five in the playoffs, and then you win. That's fine. Um, it ha- it happens. But um with that said, I don't even know if these guys have the talent to be at a top 15 defense for the regular season. So the guys I'd point out that I think could be positive defenders, uh, maybe Nurkic, um, depending on um, if he can anchor it long enough, if depending on how what side of the ball he's focusing on. Uh, it's not a guarantee to be positive, in my opinion, but Keita Bates-Diop is one, Yuda. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eric Gordon, kind of, and then Josh Akogi. That's about it. But like, Yuda, Josh Akogi, Nasir Little, are those guys even going to play enough to matter to be that good on defense as a team and a cohesive unit? You know, right. Also, Grayson Allen. You know, like what, 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 what are they going to do with him? I mean, he can, he, he, he can shoot it. Um, I loved Grayson. But here's the, here's the thing. Like, he, he was on a team that. Like, they needed him, I thought, in postseason. And I didn't think he – that was kind of like, where is he? You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm wondering what his role could be with this group. I, I mean, look, if you can shoot it, you're going to get a chance. But if you can guard, you know, we can grace and guard. You know I mean? I'm, I'm talking about – I'm not – let's just – let's just case in point, you're playing Denver. And you got to check Jamal Murray. I mean, he's tricky with the ball. So you're going to put Grayson Allen on him? Is that what you're going to do? I mean, I'm not doing that. <laughs> not. Especially when when Jamal is look like he's getting ready to uh, fall out from exhaustion and he keeps hitting threes. You know, he looks dead tired. And he's like, there's another. We're like, wait a minute. This dude look like he's ready to drop. I mean, but he's so tricky with the ball. And it's like, you know, I find it all interesting, you know, with hearing teams talk about what's who's what's more stacked east west because every team has said it every year, so it's, it's almost like it's just getting stupid. But right, I do look at some of these teams that they're going to have to get through—the Sacramento's of the world, the Clippers of the world. Um, you know, do you want to play OKC in the first round? Do you want to play Minnesota in the first round? I mean, it's just. I mean, you you're gonna need everybody to get through this. It, 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 three guys aren't doing it. I'm sorry, it's just, they're just not as great as they are. Three aren't getting it done. So, 
Who, who, who are those other guys? And, and again, I, think Grayson, I think Grayson is the guy that could end up if he defends because he's a bigger guy. And, uh, you know, again, that guy in the corner got to make shots, wherever that guy is, because these defenses are going to say, you know what? Nah, as long as Kevin, Devin, or Bradley isn't shooting, I'm good with these other two. Y- y'all go ahead. Take take the shot. Go ahead. Go I see if you can hit a three. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, but you know what's funny, though? I, I just wanted to say real quick. I think that yeah. those three, let's say they could average. Well, give me, I ask you all. Them playing at 80. optimum level, how many points combined you think they could average? 80. Booker, Bill, and Durant. I was going to, you know. 80 is I mean, if it's it 25 a piece, that's 75. Um, right. You'd imagine they should be able to come up with five more between them. 78 okay. to 80 was my first. 78, 78 to 80. 78 was the first number that came to mind. Was I think you got to expect 75 it. to 85, to be honest. Let, let, let's just say between 75 and 80, right? So, so that would mean that if it's, if it's, if it's that, then that would mean the rest of the guys would need to score between 40. They're going to need to score 130. 40. Let's be honest. Yeah, okay, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying if, if they're defending a little bit, they might have to score probably 35, 40. If it's just a track meet, they're going to have to score 45, something like that. Do they have 45 points sitting on the bench? They have 45 points among the other guys? Do they have that? Nurkic could probably get you 12, 15, maybe. But outside of that, do they have enough? Or is it going to be or, – or, or are you going to see – see, what Denver did, which was great, is they said, you know what, we ain't doubling, y'all. No. Christian Brown, go ahead, man. You know, you can't guard Kevin Durant, but you know what? Not helping you. So they'll just, they'll just force him to do something, force him to do something crazy, force him to take a tough shot. Devin, I mean, you know what, can't guard you, but you know what? KCP, guard him. You know, what teams – see, I keep hearing the whole, what happens if you double? My response to that is, what team is going to say, we don't got to double you? We're going to just guard you, you know, and just see what happens. Like the Clippers. If you put Kawhi, Paul George, and Russ, and you say, you know what? Go guard them, and let's see what happens. I love it. I love it. I, I love your outlook on this roster. I love the way that you approach looking at this star-studded roster, but also the rest of it. We know Kevin Durant learned very, very recently across the country that super-duper stars um, yes. don't get it done. Well, he, he just, listen. Kevin is the guy that I look at and I go, I want him taking the last shot on this team. I'm sorry. Devin is the guy, but I want Kevin taking the last shot. Because that, and that's another key. Who takes the last shot for this team? Who who, who is that going to be? Who, who, who for me is Kevin Durant. For me, it's Kevin Durant. No, either because it doesn't matter. Open. Either or whoever's open. Well, see that whoever open doesn't always work. See that? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, sometimes you just gotta just take a tough one over somebody. Right. 
you know, because what, what if uh, what if you deserve? And, and and then after the game, they that say, don't work. They saying, and you the misses, and they say, hey, uh, I come, uh, I come one of you three didn't, didn't take that shot. Oh, they were guarding me. So, so what? Get around them, shoot over them, drive by them. That's why you're getting paid max money. Go you make it, it happen. So the, the whole idea of the right play, man, sounds great, but I'm I, if, if I'm if that's if I'm if I'm looking at it, I'm like I want my guys taking the shots, and I don't want I a guy I'm paying minimum money shooting it over a guy I'm paying two hundred something million dollars. Yeah. Don't want a couple more quick hitters, Dwayne, and then we'll get you out of here. But I got to know, so. were you okay with the DeAndre Ayton return? How would you feel about that? I mean, I just you had to be thinking about that for a while because I, there's plenty of smoke going around for a while. Right, 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 right. Well, DeAndre, you know, the way he put it at, at his introductory press conference, like they granted my wishes. It makes you think that he he basically said, yo, I want to be out of here. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of looking at that like, like you were getting ready to play with these guys, and now you're getting ready to play with a rebuild. Um, but, but, man, the, the turnaround is like, okay, is Nazir, is he going to play? You know, I mean, you basically trade me for Nurkic. I mean, that's basically what you – I mean, that's that's it. I mean, let's just – I mean, because Nazir is a good player, but is he going to play? Um, Keon Johnson might not even be on the team. And then Grayson, yeah, you know, might be in and out of the rotation. So you really only – you really just traded Aiden for Nurkic. So um, it, it's a hard one because I think Aiden um, needs to he, – he needs to be somewhere else. He needs to be able to – like if, like, if Aiden's going to be with – he was projected to be, if he's going to end up being the player that people think he's going to be, it wasn't going to happen in Phoenix. It just Correct, wasn't. Yeah. So he needed to go. So as far as that's, as far as that's concerned, he should be happy that he's out of there. Uh, but what the Suns got in return, if Nurkic can, 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 can be the person on the boards they think he can be. And if he can um, initiate some offense, he can score in a post when it's a mismatch situation. Or even when it's not, um, you know, make the other guys work. If he can be that, you know, and stay healthy, then yeah. But I'll, I've been saying all along, if, if if the Suns don't win a championship this year and they don't win one next year and they don't win one after that, then it becomes, why'd you make that trade? Because they're going to be like, well, because having, having lived here, and experienced it here, DeAndre was the most polarizing player on the team. It, it either was they loved him to the hilltop and, he, and, he, and everybody and, and all y'all are wrong about him, about the no motor and everything, or get him out of here because he doesn't play with harder effort. So, you know, it, 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 I, I've been saying he's going to remain the most polarizing player on the team that's not, not even on the team. Because people are viewing him as that important in terms of whether they're going to win a chip or not, even though they got three dudes that can get 30 sleepwalking. 
So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's you know I remember the the conversations when when Brooklyn put their squad together about where's the depth, the the defense, and the rebounding, right. and the the response being it doesn't matter because look at the top three guys on the roster. I think the NBA fan base as a whole is past that. I think yes. now there are questions. The superstars right. are assembled, and the question becomes, okay, who's backing you up? Who's doing right. who's doing your dirty work? Right. I agree with you that the Suns did a good job of going out and surveying the market for what they could on the, the minimum scale deals. I also think that if you stick a fork in your foot and get it out as cleanly as possible, you did a good job, but right. there was a fork in your foot. Like that is, that, you know, it, they, they, they had a, they had a problem to deal with in, in right. regards to, um, the depth and so yeah they handled it well but it's like the pitcher who you know gets three guys on base every time and then makes it out and okay he makes it out scoreless but can we talk about these problems that occur on the way without the gold without the gold cup with the basketball on top everything becomes hindsight everything becomes why 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 i want to ask you final question from either of us and i know it's a tough one if you had to say this experiment gets looked back on fondly with with vitriol for Ishbia. If you had to guess, how does this age with the Phoenix faithful? Well, this this I think it has to happen this year. But they have to win a championship this year. Um because they're gonna have to keep living in this world of minimum dudes. See, this is what they say. This, 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 this is what the selling point has been for the minimum guys. You know, you come here, you play well, you win a championship, and you can, and you play a factor. Hey, you can, you can get that next contract. You can get that big contract. That, that's what they're selling guys on. Okay, yeah, you know, one year deal. You got a player op. You know, two year deal. If you help us win a championship in these, and hey, man, you, you, you can go get paid. Somebody going to see you and say, hey, we want him. He helped the Suns win a championship. They want a piece of that pie. Right, right, right. We, we want him. He helped us. You know, like when you see some of these contracts that guys are getting, you're like, whoa, like, okay. Why you, oh, you helped them win a title. Okay, now it makes sense. So, or you help them contend. You help them get close or whatever it is. But regardless, that's what they're selling them on. So you're hoping if you're the Suns, you're like, all right, look, if you win a championship this year, there are going to be other guys that eventually we're going to have to bring in on a vet minimum because we're still paying these three max dudes. So you can tell them, hey, look, remember so-and-so came in? Now look at it. He went to so-and-so and he got his money and he got a ring. You come and help us get a ring, same thing can happen to you. Mid-prime is the word that James Jones Seem to have coined, uh, and when bringing in these mid, these mid, these these, these mid guys at a certain point in their careers, you know, they're like four years, five years, six years in, you know, and they've been on a couple teams, and then now they're on this team. So yeah, I mean, to me, it has to happen this year because every year it doesn't happen, then it becomes, man, you spent all that money, and you got nothing to show for it. And Kevin Durant is going to be 37, 38. And then you're like, wow. Wow. 
Wow. We 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 and then and then you're probably gonna be watching Mikhail Bridges going to putting in work, Cam Johnson setting three point records. What if DeAndre is in his prime and he's just eating? He's just averaging twenty five and twelve. <laughs> and you sitting there going, Jesus Christ, those three were on this team. And made it to the finals. And now they're out here cooking. And we got all this money we gotta spend on these, and then we got these vet minimum dues, and it's not working. <laughs> it can look really, really, really good. Or in three years, we're like, man, they did they made all those deals. They traded with yeah, all those picks, and they got nothing to show for it. Yeah. There's, there's the scales right there. And, and I just listened to that Cam Johnson, J.J. Reddick podcast, and I fell in love with that guy for his <laughs> intellect as a basketball. Highly intelligent young man. Oh, no man. Yeah. I've never heard him speak for too long, and wow, that guy's a savant. And yes, he is. He, that was is, awesome. Is a pro. Clip. Is a pro. So yeah. For you guys' sake, I hope this works out. I think it's worth it. I truly think. It don't matter. Work out. For me. Hey, hey, hope it for them. I, I, either way, I'm, 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 I'm covering it regardless. It will make your job. Stories to write. Hey, to the moon. Stories to write. <laughs> always stories to write. Always stories to tell. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it won't jeopardize your job, that's for sure. But it might make it a little more fun. Um, speaking positive versus negative. The, sto- the story's a story, man. Like <laughs> stories you know, are like, fun. I mean, I love it. I've 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 had, I've, I've written stories for teams that won nineteen games and teams that won sixty four games. Each of them, you know, depending on who's the who's the reader, have value in. You know, they some people. But I wrote stories about the Suns losing 17, 16 games in a row. There was interest because we're like, when's the streak going in? When they won 15, 16, 17 in a row and 64 wins, there was interest. They win a title, there'll be interest. They don't, there'll be interest. So long as they're interest, love it. Doesn't really matter how it goes. Um, but you know, for their sake, to make all these moves, you but they I mean, I'm sure. I mean, they didn't do all this again to lose. The worst thing again can happen if they do all this stuff and they go to the second round and they lose to either Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to lose to the Timberwolves, so it's going to be all good. They they can lose to the Timberwolves. (laughs) This guy. This guy. All right, listen. I was going to say, Dwayne reflecting on his storytelling was a perfect place to wrap. Now I'm cutting you off, Zach. That's enough. (laughs) This is the perfect place to wrap Dwayne from both of us. Thank you so much for coming, taking the time, sharing your perspective, sharing your knowledge and talking to us about this here basketball team. No, no problem, man. No problem. No problem. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep doing y'all thing. I'm sure it's going to be high energy, high, high entertainment. And, uh, the NBA season is here. The only thing that we're waiting on is James Harden. And once that happens, got it. then we'll be ready to go. I'm, we said uh, sick of it all. I just, we said just last need the week ball to bounce yep, and ahead. the balls to drop. 
We said last it's week. Waiting, though. We're <laughs> waiting on James. Is it, what, what are you going to do? So once that's over, then you can officially say the season is started. But still got still to wait on James. The Man. annual ritual at this yes. point. Dwayne, thank you so much. We're going to let you go. Have All a right, great one. And good luck with this upcoming season. We'll be rooting. All right, y'all. Y'all be in.